What is your company story? Is it relevant to your customers today? And will it be relevant one, two, and three years from now? That's what we're going to talk about today. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. Today, we're going to talk about the reason that companies, organizations, and movements fail. And to help us navigate that conversation is Kurian Therak. Kurian is the founder of a sales and marketing strategy firm, Strategy Peak. He is a 27-year veteran of this sales and marketing industry and the author of the Amazon bestseller, The Seven Essential Stories Charismatic Leaders Tell. Kurian, welcome to the show. Lorraine, thanks for having me on. Kirian, I am so excited. I wish the show was longer so that we could talk through all of the stories that charismatic leaders should tell, but we're going to focus in on one or two. But I want to start with something that you said when we were setting up this call about the reason that companies, organizations, and movements fail. Why is that? Well, it's the same reasons that they thrive. Organizations, movements, products, companies thrive or fail when their stories thrive or fail. So if you have a deeply resonant, emotionally significant, functionally relevant story, then the organization will continue to thrive. But when that story uh, fails to continue to be relevant, that's when the demise starts happening. And you just have to take a look at the Fortune 500 list. Uh, from the 50s and see how many made it into even the 2014s, let alone the 2020s. There's a lot of death in that. And it's not because the products died. The story had to die first. Okay. Can you give me an example of maybe a company that who's who really dominated and then their story maybe stopped being relevant? Well, I can give you a uh, Well, here's a couple of different stories. Uh, the very first one is probably Sony. Now, Sony was the cool kid on the block on the, in the 80s. You know, they had the Sony Walkman, the Sony Trinitron uh, televisions, all that kind of things. And then there came a little upstart called Apple. You know, and so Apple just did it more cool and better and all that kind of stuff. But before Sony, there was IBM. IBM was the cool kid on the block. Before them was Hewlett Packard. And then it just keeps going like that, right? And so what happens is each of these companies has grasped on to a set of stories, a story plex, if you will, that really captures the imaginations of their market. And that's when they can actually build a product plex around that to uh, monetize all of this attention. Wow. So as a business owner, and I'm thinking about stories, what kind of stories will help me build that excitement and that interest around my brand? Well, in the book, there's uh, seven stories you have to tell. They're primal in nature. Your your audiences are craving for this to, to create real meaning in their minds and their imagination around what your products, companies, uh, movements are all about. But if we are going to have just 10 minutes today, if I was going to focus on one, it would be story number five. It would be the mighty win story. And what I simply say is that every company is actually a sailboat. Okay, as in a sail ship, right? Sailboat, not a motorboat, a sailboat. And sail ships need wind to power the sails. And the wind in this context are the macro trends. 
And there are six basic categories, macro trends. And these trends will either power forth your uh, ship sales, uh, refuse to blow into the sales at all, or capsize the boat. And so you have to be very cognizant of what these macro trends are. The, the trends are uh, societal trends, technological trends, economic, uh, environmental, political, and legislative trends. And when these trends, your boat is on trend with the trend, everything goes right. If you are off trend, counter trend, you will die. That's just what will happen, right? You cannot be afford, uh, afford to be offside of this. So the internet, for example, has created mount, you know, absolute tsunamis of opportunity for certain companies and absolute tidal waves of destruction in the other hand. So if you are a strictly a paper pushing organization, you know, everything is done digitally right now. I used to remember walking to steno rooms uh, in the 70s with a whole bunch of IBM Selectrics, you know, clack, clack, clacking away. But where's the steno pool now? Gone. Where's the IBM Selectric? In the museum. Not only is the steno pool gone, but that job is gone. And the technology that eliminated those administrative positions and put the computers on the desks, there was something that happened in corporate America that was kind of interesting because the executives that didn't know how to type were bypassed by the young women coming up who did, who suddenly could get their presentations in front of management faster and cleaner. And just as corporations had to change their story, so did corporate executives. Yeah, and all of the above. And in fact, there's a whole bunch of little mini movements along the way. I'm sure you remember when WordPerfect was the dominant word processing program, right? And now, of course, where's WordPerfect or Novell or any of these companies, you know, way back when? It's just assumed now that you can go on to uh, Google Docs and type away for free. Right? Mm -hmm. You want to get a little more sophisticated, you buy a subscription to Microsoft Word in the office configuration. Mm -hmm. But tsunamis of opportunity, tidal waves of destruction. And so story five, you would actually get in front of the story. And you might actually say, in the, if you were in the 1950s, you might say to people, you know, by the year 2020, no one will even remember what a steno pool is. Now, what's going to happen is a lot of people say, you're crazy. <laughs> you're crazy. But some people will believe you. And that'll be the first steps and inklings of the attention tidal wave that your company will get, which will eventually transform into something that you can monetize over the next three decades, four decades. So what you're saying then with that kind of mighty win story is that you have to be looking out beyond where your business is now. You have to be predicting those trends and coming up with a solution in anticipation of where it's going to be exactly, and, tell, right. and using that to create a story around your brand. Yeah. The macro, macro trends create futures. They mm -hmm. create futures. They create opportunities uh, for both destruction and for enrichment. Right. And it really depends which side you're on because it, it, the macro trend doesn't care. It mm -hmm. is counting on you to take advantage of what this offer, what these, uh, with these, uh, what is it? The gaps in the economy and the technology and all these kind of things are going to take place. It's up to you know, you. I do a thing with uh, a lot of my clients where we do a SWOT matrix. We're, we're essentially charting out those trends and then looking at how are you positioned to play in that future world. And what you're saying is take that insight and then turn it into something that you can use as a story around your brand. Yeah, exactly. You know, and one of the easiest ways to do this is uh, futurists will use uh, a frequency uh, a diagram, a frequency chart, right? And so back in 1969, there'd be no instances of the word internet. 
there would have been an instance of the word DARPANET, which is where the internet started. And so as it progresses, you know, you see the word internet, 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 as the frequency increases, which means the topic is increasing, which means the share of mind is increasing, which means the opportunity is increasing for both destruction and enrichment. Okay. So I am a business owner and I am trying to get ahead of the winds. Where do you encourage people to go to learn more or study or begin to kind of track the world around them to figure out where they need to be? Well, the easiest place to go is, you know, the mass media. And in fact, Google's already uh, charting this. Uh, they are very predictive on where the elections are going to go just by what people are, are searching. And there's all sorts of databases that you can go and find out what the frequency of those searches are. They're paid databases, some are free, uh, but you can do that kind of thing. The other thing you can do is find out what stocks are really starting to rocket. And I'm not talking about the Shopify's or the Spotify's of the world, things like that. I'm talking about the, you know, a billion dollar company that is now becoming a $2 billion company. You know, a Shopify is a couple of hundred billion, maybe by now, something like that. Uh, Apple's a couple of trillion dollars, but 1 billion, 2 billion, 2 billion to 4 billion. That's a trend. Yeah. Why is it a trend? What is the trend that they are uh, uh, riding? And then that is definitely something that's already proven now because they're already a billion dollar company. Maybe that's something you can get onto as well. Awesome. Karen, this is so fascinating. And I am so curious to read the other six sections of the book and learn more about, about these kind of stories. Well, what I'm going to do, Lorraine, is I'm going to send you a copy of the book by Kindle. But uh, for the first five of your listeners, if they tell me they heard about the book on your show, I'm going to send them a copy of the Kindle uh, version of the 70 Essential Stories Charismatic Leaders Tell as well. Awesome. Well, I am going to have a link to your website where they can do just that. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thanks again, Lorraine. If you've enjoyed today's conversation and you'd like to find other resources for your business, be sure to check out the Digital Toolbox at digitaltoolbox.club and look for MTFW wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words.